not intoxicated could not explain his nudity. You Kansas City. Oh, yeah. Austin, Texas. Podcast hosted by Bruce and Steve. Hey, uh, we're live again doing this thing that we do. All right. This is, in fact, episode 61. No, 62. 62 of Slurp Toast, a podcast. 62 episodes, my friend. Look at us. Damn. Who knew? We're wow. moderately consistent and cranking them out. Who knew? <laughs> so what have you been up to since last we spoke on the 19th of June? Trying to get settled. Get- okay. Here, I'll give you some settling music. That's <laughs> A prefab bed. Are you settled? You're muted. I believe you're frozen, in fact. So it looks like Steve is frozen. Oh, there. Are you back? You're muted. There we go. I am here. There you are. I can hear you again. So the question before the court is, what have you been up to since the last podcast? You've been doing some traveling. I don't know. Driving to Indiana doesn't really count as travel, does it? (laughs) I thought I saw you were like in the Pacific Northwest somewhere. Or did I hallucinate that? I'm going to go with hallucinate. (sighs) Okay. All right. Never mind. Ignore me then. I think we just sink back up. Okay. So what was was in Indiana? Just visiting family? (laughs) We'll see. Uh, Just, uh, no, Turkey Run State Park. There we go. Okay. Are there are there feral uh, there turkeys there? No, I, maybe there were at one time. Um, it's like this park that's not that far from like where my my parents are from. Okay. And the entire time growing up, never saw it. <laughs> uh, Ain't until, that always the way? Yeah, exactly. Until yeah, Kristen and I started going, and then it was like, oh wow, this is only half an hour from where I live. What the hell? Um, and so I've been giving my parents a hard time ever since. Good for you. I would hope so. Yeah. yeah. We stayed at, we had a family, David put together like a cousin family re- reunion. Cause there's like 20 of us a oh, few wow. years ago. And we stayed at some like campground that was near where my uncle and grandmother lived. I'm like, that was, that was nice. I had these really swanky cabins. I'm like, why were we camping out in the, the converted garage? When we could have stayed here. Um, yeah. Same thing. 
<laughs> Isn't that just the yeah? And so I I've, I have a whole bunch of like turkey run swag that my mom I'll be like, hey, have you, you ever heard of this place? She's like, ha ha, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can see your mom not enjoying that for a while. My, yeah. Of course, of course, my mom still goes on and on about the damn harmonica. So every time I see her, so you know. Exactly, and that's how I feel. It's like, how long are you going to do this? And it's like, till one of us dies, you know. <laughs> Haven't you figured that out yet? <laughs> that's right. This only ends one way. In the end, there can be only one. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, did you see the, the rumor mills, uh, uh, a rumor in, in a millen today about, about? The possible casting of Mr. Fantastic? Oh yeah. Uh, Ryan Gosling. That's what we're yeah, talking about, right? I don't hate that. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one. That's the one. I don't hate it. I like it much better than, uh, than Kylo. Kyle Ren. Yeah. Um, that just wasn't working for me. Yeah. I never, it was Adam Driver was really in consideration. I'm going to make a rocket ship. <laughs> yeah. I don't know who thought that was a good idea. I, I don't know, but uh, I'm glad that uh, it did not come to be. Yeah. It was, it was, it was making me sad hey. for another failed attempt at the Fantastic Four. What'd you, what, what <laughs> yeah. happened? But, oh, I've been, uh, I don't know. I think I'm like super like allergic to something. And so um, earlier today, like my fingertips were numb, my lips were numb. <laughs> and I was like, I'm like going, am I having another stroke? And it's like, oh, you might be having an extreme allergic reaction. Take an antihistamine. I can feel everything again. So I'm going with allergies. Hmm. What have you had different or new? I really should update no, this. Just, maybe hay fever is just really, 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 really bad for whatever reason. So, anyway. We'll go with that. I haven't signed up for, like, a threads for us because I just I can't do another <laughs> social media. I just can't. <laughs> just kind of wait to see how this one, like, burns yeah, if the it's, if Well, or if it's going to burn Twitter to the ground, I don't know. I guess we'll go with whoever wins in the final battle. Aren't Zuckerberg and Elon Musk supposed to have a cage fight somewhere sometime soon anyway for the rights to the internet and mankind's future? It's it's <clears> one <throat> of those where I have noticed in like the last week that the right wing stuff has died way, way down. But then everything else I used to follow has died way, way down. And so <laughs> I'm wondering if if people are just, you know, packing up about, and going home. We're talking about Twitter? Twitter. Yeah, he well, like he like uh, throttled back your content like last week or something. I I saw headlines. I can't. I live I live in Austin. I can't deal with Elon Musk any more than I have to. Um, so <laughs> it's like every time I see a Tesla, I want to take my giant SUV and run it off the road. But that's just me. Um, I may have some personal issues. Um, so. And there's a lot of no, them around here. That's... Yeah, he's, uh, I don't know. I think it's been an abject lesson in that let's not elevate people to a level of genius and worshipfulness 
based on them sitting on a pile of money. Uh, yeah. You know, they are, uh, especially one who you know, may or may not have inherited an emerald mind, <laughs> may or may not have just bought in some of these companies. And then well, that's as the he's thing. shown Maybe himself you, to be on I, Twitter. Oh, holy shit. <laughs> yeah. That's, that should be his handle at oh, holy shit. Um, no, I mean, that's the thing. I, I never have bought him as the boy genius because he bought into a lot of those companies he made his money on late. Like, exactly. Or he bought in at he the right time he, did, he got out of it. Yeah. Yeah, he leveraged himself well. That's all he's really done, in my estimation. I mean, oh, I know. And if we had a bunch of followers, it'd all be like, "You son of bitches, you don't know he did this for SpaceX, weren't you?" Whatever. SpaceX blew up. up. Yeah, Yeah, I mean that's like Fourth of July one hundred (laughs) one. Strap shit to strap shit to explosives and launch it. That's just basic fireworks. <laughs> that's right. Basic fireworks. That's all that's all SpaceX is. It's fireworks <laughs> on steroids. I, I I've just I've just uh I've solved the equation. Mm-hmm. And and Teslas are just those little uh little remote control cars that we used to have when we were kids with the ba- the batteries in them. That's all that is. Self-driving car with batteries? It's just like the little remote control Jeep I had. Yeah. With two buttons. Wow. One went first and the other one did <laughs> half a K turn. Yeah. And it had a <laughs> steering wheel that only went so far. And That's it. Exactly. You could never turn all the way around. No donuts. No no figure eights. You no, know. No. You'd be lucky not to run into the refrigerator, dishwasher, <laughs> or just beat the hell out of the trim in the house. Exactly. <laughs> Yep. Big yep. long rubber black streaks along the trip. <laughs> what kind Just... of vehicle did you have? Mine came from Sears and it was a brown Jeep. Um, I know that. Uh we we've had several over the years. I know I had a Jeep. I know I had police car. Um I'm trying to think of what else we had. I think I had a Batmobile type of thing. Nice. Just basically fun little yeah, yeah. you know. I never got into like the big remote control cars that, you know, that if you scaled them up would go 120. (laughs) Yeah. That required actual fuel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) And care and maintenance. (laughs) (laughs) It's like having a car. (laughs) And I got to change the oil filter. It's teeny tiny. It's a little tiny Uh, thing. Why don't I just use it? I'll make an oil filter wrench that small. No. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> Pair of tweezers. <laughs> We're in the weeds already, by the way. Um, <laughs> so be it. I uh, you remember the little remember the little race cars that you would pull them back and they would go till they click. Yes. The little like Hot Wheel size cars you pull them back till they would click and then they'd zoom away. Yes, that's kind of like a Tesla. That's. Kinda- <laughs> That's how you charge it at night, is you and the boy go out to the end of the driveway and just push it back into the garage the next morning, just Just pop the brake, and away you go. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you're going to make a lot tighter turn because, you know, then putting it on the Hot Wheels track and then zooming down the road. you got to make that turn, that two-wheel Dukes of Hazard turn and the Tesla coming out of the driveway. 
Or it's like one Although, of those old I mean, evil, can evil things with the crank that you like yeah. put the bike on. You crank it and pop that thing loose. Yeah. <laughs> I had I had like the miniature, uh, like they made like miniature versions of those stunt cycles. Mine had Spider Man. And like so, his like arms oh, yeah. hold onto the handlebars, and like and he could the body would just like fling around. Some <laughs> stupid, <laughs> stupid ramps in my living room as a kid for that thing. Um, <laughs> can I fly it into the bookcase? Let's find out. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. <laughs> Dad, Spider Man's arm broke again. Can you keep <laughs> that back up for me? Thanks. Um, <laughs> Yeah, speaking oh, of, yeah, of toys of our childhood, uh, m- my dad became uh, Big Dave was the <laughs> through his own uh, goodwill ended up running a Mego hospital because well, the first time <laughs> one of my Migos the elastic broke, he figured out how to restring it, and I told people, and then I was coming home with boxes of broken Migos. <laughs> <laughs> he was having to put them back together. People were coming by the house. <laughs> That'll learn you, Dave. You done messed up, Dave. <laughs> I gotta fix my son's dolls now. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. So uh, um, yeah, the Migos. You know they're back. They're back. If you yes. go to Walmart, you can find. I'm looking forward arrow. to looking for some of those that. Oh, really? Green Arrow? Uh, have I seen Green Arrow? I've seen Green Lantern. I've seen Aquaman. I don't know if I've seen Green Arrow. I was say, because I have the original Mego Green Arrow still. That's one of the few I still have. Nice. Yeah. I've got a Thor upstairs. My mom sent me home my Batman and my Catwoman, who have definitely seen better days. You can tell where I got these figures in relation to sh- ship to my age. Because, like, yeah. Thor clearly was one of the last ones I got. Because he's almost in pristine condition. Like, except <laughs> for the fact that his hel- the spike that held his helmet in place was never right. So that's, okay. But otherwise, the costume is, like, damn near pristine. The hammer's there. Nothing's worn out. He's got those stupid Thor boots. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he had to be right at the... He had to have been maybe the last one I ever bought. So Nice. But the Batman, clearly the first one I ever bought. Because he's had... His costume has seen better days. He's wearing like, I don't know, chucka boots, and uh, <laughs> mom clearly <laughs> did a repair job on his costume because the uh, the the mantis are not the original ones. I know that. Um, so <laughs> I'll have to bring them for the next one and hold them up side by side. <laughs> you know, I, I how it started yeah. how it's going. I don't how know. it's going. Yeah, there we <laughs> yeah. go. <laughs> oh man oh that is way too yellow um you should have that, that checked <laughs> yeah no i'm finally getting around to uploading stuff to a slurp shop ah so nice. i'm putting up the vincent van gogh the sunflower is mine t-shirt trying <laughs> <laughs> nice. to that figure soon in slurp on slurp shop uh, actually, up. it's up now. So <laughs> there you go. Pretty go to sure. our website. Go to and the click website. On the link. And click on the link. Yes. Um, wait, can you go to? The, yeah, you can at the slurp shot. It should be up there now. Cool. Yeah. So I may. I've got a couple more that I may upload here or try to get uploaded tonight. 
and possibly even buy one. I wouldn't mind wearing a Sunflower is Mine t-shirt to Comic-Con. <laughs> I, I, I Whether like, anybody would I, get it. <laughs> I, I may, I've been thinking about buying one for Comic-Con too. Maybe I'll get the, the, the Kung Fu Kung Pao. What is it? Kung Fu. Oh, they made me take that down. They did? Yes. Why? I don't know, but I'm going to put it back up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, that's all public domain. Yeah, it's King Foo's, and I think I, I'm going to take the Elvis stuff out of there, maybe, and just you know, like tag it peanut butter bananas or something. No, okay. So, because I, I, I figure there must have been it must have been the Elvis thing. It, it was like the copyright holder Sony, and it it came down. It, they took it. I got notified like right after the movie came out. Oh yeah. And you're kind of like, were. hey, studios, you guys are really doing one a sloppy job of this, and two. Come on, anybody can slap up a you know a snarling pompadour with a jumpsuit, and, and you can't stop yeah. us. It's, are you are you shutting down every Elvis impersonator around the world? I mean, because seriously, that's doing they more harm to your IP than we are. A lot of those guys were getting yeah. You want to talk about doing more to keep the brand alive? Um, you know, that is uh, something I think they have. Hmm. The question is, do I look good in bright yellow? Okay, now that one has some pop. <laughs> All right, <laughs> so I will take a look. I will take a look tomorrow. I'm gonna get one ordered too. I want one to wear. Uh, something to wear with my lucha shirt. There we go. Oh yeah, that reminds me. Uh, that's the next yes. one to go up here in a second. So, have you seen the Indiana Jones movie? While you're uploading, I'll ask that. I did, and, and? I saw the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it. I, I, mean, I didn't dislike it. It just—it was one of those where it kind of—I felt it. It just that third act. It, it you know, I—I I, I just. I, I don't know. It just did. The third act didn't work for me. You know? I didn't like that they actually traveled back in time. It's exactly. always been sort of that was too far. It's always been sort of just around the edge of mysticism. To but and to actually was, go back in time was a step too far. I will I will yeah. agree with you on that. There we go. That's the best way to say it. Um, because I did not think that it, it just. Uh... Yeah. That's it. That, I'm, all I'm going to say is, is I, it just felt like it went too far. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you that. I um, I, I saw a lot of hate about the uh, de-aging CGI at the beginning of the movie. I thought they Actually, did a pretty damn good great. job. Very well done. The, yes. The only CGI that ever bothered me in the entire movie was when they pulled when they were fighting on top of the train, and then they pulled uh -huh. back and they were running on the top of the train, and it looked like. Like the battle scenes from Lord of the Rings, where the CGI was just bouncing people off of things. It was just um, a little wonky, and they had no yeah. weight. Yeah. yeah, it was a little stick figurey. That was the only time I was like, "Oh, I'm literally like the movie started I'm like, wow, he looks young." Oh wait, never mind. No, that one, that part was very well done. Um, but it just, yeah, uh, no, I mean, it, that was my my gripe was for him to go back to. Greek time. It was kind of like, okay, I get it that, you know, the Ark of the Covenant had the mystical god powers, but I thought that was okay. Uh, the 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 cup with the, you know, the, the Crusader's well, the, cup. 
yeah. I was actually okay with that one because it didn't seem to be so. The crystal cave with the skulls and the aliens was just like, what the fuck did you that was do a, to this? That movie was that movie was garbage. Let's be honest. <laughs> um, I can't. I just said to Laura the other day, if you the fact that you can make an Indiana Jones movie that has Harrison Ford, Kate Blanchett, and uh, John Hurt in it, and it is far and away the worst movie in the series. Should tell you everything you need to know about that. There, there's a problem. Yes. We've, yeah, we've because it's not it's not the talent. It's not the talent. No. <laughs> but yeah, no, I thought it was fun. I mean, we went the other morning. Jack was home for the weekend, so we went and saw it. Took the boys and had some popcorn and just chilled out for a couple hours. It was fun. I I didn't hate it. I liked no, it, it enough. It, no, it was. I mean, it was... it's number four out of five, but. <laughs> but I mean, okay. Let, let's let's do that. Well, let's rank the Indiana Jones movies. Go. Uh, number five. Uh, the 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 aliens is the fourth one. Yeah, Crystal Skull is five. Oh, absolutely. All right, four. Uh, four, 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 four. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with the new one. Uh, three would be two, <laughs> two would be three, and one would be one. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes. That's that's the proper order. Absolutely, that is that's the only way you can rank those movies. I don't know who would rank. I mean, I guess, and I think the reason that two slips so much is it's tonally so different than anything else in the series, right? I mean. Yes, it's high adventure, but it's weirdly gory, and I don't know something it's, about it. It's the reason we're PG thirteen. It's the reason we have PG thirteen. Yeah, that's correct. Yep. Yep. Ah, so that one's going up. Tequila plancha or plancha? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Okay, that might be the <laughs> one to go. That might be the one to go with the luchador shirt. Um, oh, well, it looks like I'll be working on that a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Images. Well, too um, small, you, so. you had something you wanted to talk about. So I'm going to let you take the wheel here and then I'm going to jump in when I'm ready. Go for okay. it. Well, you're going to be jumping in pretty soon because. Uh, so anyway, um, we do this training. Guy was in from out of town. We had a break and he was playing. He's playing banjo music. And so somebody said, go play on Steve purpose? Martin on the banjo. Yeah, he's playing banjo music. So anyway, he uh, he starts playing a couple of the songs. And I said to play, I think, Rare Bird Alert. One of the albums is better than the others, right? And I forget which one. So I, I told him that one. And he said something about it. He goes, oh, yeah. He goes, Steve Martin. He goes, he was, he was fabulous. And his comedy was really transformational. And uh, I, I kind of, it struck me as an sort of a an odd observation um and i i, I wait a bit I, I i've been thinking about it like on as we go to uh i'm driving to indiana i go transformation transformational and it's like because before i left i go the whole steve martin's act was that it was an act the act was an act you know it was very self-referential it was very self-aware it was it was it was self-aggrandizing self-aggrandizing but it was all part of the whole 
the act as an act, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what, okay. And so, and, and, and I started thinking about that. I was like, okay, so the act was the act, but is that transformational? And the answer is, I would have to say no, because nobody has done a, as, as self-aware an act as Steve Martin did. I don't think that anybody okay. does, you know, and so, I mean, it's like, I almost wrote the guy back and was like, I, I think I disagree with your premise. You know, I, I would say that, you know, transformational comedians would be like Lenny Bruce would be like Richard Pryor, you know, Carlin, Carlin, Se- second, uh, second iteration of Carlin. Yeah. yeah Early yeah, Carlin, yeah. less so. Once he turned, I would say that turned on and dropped out. Yeah. Cause like, I don't like a place for my stuff. I hate that routine. I just think really? it's too. I really, I've never liked it's that routine. Cutesy. It's cutesy, but I've always thought it tried too hard. That he's like, hey, I got a place for my stuff. And then I go on vacation and I get a little bit of smaller. And it kind of, I just felt like it just sort of, I wasn't quite sure where. It, I, can, I, can give, reason, I, I can see that. It, just, as, as his bits go, it's not an all time. I mean, it's not one of his best for sure. Right. And so I, I, I would say like, like, you know, Pryor who deals with all of his pain of growing up. And I think mm-hmm. so, cause, cause then I start thinking, I go, okay, so what is, what, are, what, you know, if you, you look at the guys who are coming out of vaudeville and then you, every now and again, like when you like watch the, you know, right here on the big show is, is any <laughs> young men, you know, and it comes out, wah, 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 take my wife, please. Wah, 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 wah. You know, it's that set up joke, set up joke, set up joke, yeah. set up joke. And, you know, if you look at it, uh, Gilbert Gottfried was basically doing that act there towards the end. So, well, that's what Rodney Dangerfield did. And Rodney Dangerfield. Even Joan Rivers was uh, – somebody, oh, told the, yeah. somebody told the Joan Rivers, it's like, oh, 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 please, give me a break. Give me a break. Can we talk? Can we talk? Yeah. The night after my honeymoon, my husband turns to me, what? You can't cook either? <laughs> <laughs> it's a good joke, though. It's a, a really great joke. <laughs> Oh, oh, please, please. I was. <laughs> uh, yeah, she would be transformational because she took. She was, I mean, I guess arguably it might be Phyllis Diller, but I think Joan Rivers had a much larger degree of success, thereby opening more doors. Yeah, I, I think so too. No, I think you're right. I think because before, yeah, I mean, you can't count Miss Maisley because she's not real. Um, but you have like Moms Mobley or whatever. Moms um, Mabley, yep. Moms Mabley, Phyllis Diller. And then I think, yeah, you got Joan Rivers who comes out of the nightclubs and sort of, I think, yes, I would give her transformational because I do think that she opens the door that you don't have Nikki Glaser, you don't have, uh, you know, any of those people. Amy Uh-oh. Schumer, none of the Amy Schumer, yeah. Elaine Boozler, none of those people are working like they did. You're there. Yeah. Yeah. So that's so, interesting. So, okay. So I would agree with you. Steve Martin, I, not transformational. I, and I think you said it the other day, and I, I've been thinking about it too. Not really even in, inspirational because nobody's really tried to do his act because I think smart comics know they can't do his act. Well, and that's the other thing is that comedy is so individualized, you know, that if you're going to make it as a comic, you have to find your voice and your voice needs to be, you know, authentic and unique to you. So, 
uh, I think Mitch Hedberg was sort of a reincarnation of Stephen Wright. Uh, you know, kind of in that same thing. Yep. Dimitri Martin kind of falls in there as well. Um, you know, but even uh, they yeah, are well, still um, sort of doing uh, the setup joke, so setup joke kind of a thing. The one I like and Jack really likes, and I can't think of his, I can't think of his name right now. Hold on, give me a second. Um, shit, I'll come. will come to me in a minute. The guy who does the like left, the complete right turn into dark territories as punchline every time, and I can't think of his name. Oh, uh, Jesselnick. Jesselnick. Yes. And, is that, yes. 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 He's fun. He's also though in the vein of just setup and jokes, 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 setup, jokes. Yeah, you know. but it's the way he builds his jokes. Because you can never predict where it's going. I mean, like it's, it's like the opposite of Henny Youngman. You know exactly where Henny Youngman's joke's going to end. Take my wife, please. You know exactly where Roddy Dangerfield's joke's going to end. I don't get no respect. You have no fucking idea where Jessel Nick's going to land. That's and the it's thing. Usually an awful, awful place. Oh, and it's so dark and so bleak. And my and, girlfriend <laughs> called me the other night. She says, "Help, Anthony! Help! Help!" There's a man coming into my apartment. It's terrible. Took me hours to go back to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> it was. I was going somewhere. Speaking of comics that, like, have like this. I was going somewhere with Connor the other day, and I had clearly been listening to Sirius XM comedy before we got in the car. Right, this was on ninety five, and it would. They were run, It must, must have been Fourth of July because they were running full hour specials. And it was oh, David wow. Tell skanks for the memories. <laughs> I, I was like, Connor typically will make me change the comedy channel. I'm like, just give this one a minute. <laughs> and I watched him as it started landing and those jokes started hitting because we turned it right about the time of the unfuckables. And, <laughs> and he calls Mark? me Horsecock Johnson because two inches <laughs> looks like him to a midget. <laughs> There's a beautiful rainbow. <laughs> Wrap her up in the cover. Thanks, Palm Parrot. Yes. It was, and you, it was, I, the response was kind of like, and I, I think this is probably appropriate. The first time you and I heard Sam Kinison, like, oh God, he's actually saying that shit, you know? Yeah, because I was wondering, like, where does Sam Kinison kind of fall on that? You See, know. and I think Sam is overlooked at this point. I think he's kind of lost somewhere, not to people of our age and certainly not to the comics that came up around him, but in the greater scheme of things, I think he's gotten lost, and I think it's a shame. Because... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to... He's certainly not... Tri I don't know. Was he... Tri I. I see because I think the, the, here's the other argument for that because like then there's the okay well, who was better Sam or Dice and Dice is still around because he didn't die okay it's this the Dennis Leary joke what's the difference between uh, Dennis Leary and uh, Bill Hicks no cure mm -hmm. for cancer um, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> well yeah because um, there's always that sort of uh, and that's where you get into like the individual voices because Leary was always accused of stealing Hicks's routine. Yeah. And Dice well, was Hicks accused of lifting anymore. Leary's routine. Huh? Because <laughs> Hicks wasn't using it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Afraid they're going to find that porno wing I built on in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
transformative comics, Bill Hicks. I will put him on the list. For oh, yeah. sure. For sure. And I think because, well, with somebody like that, and maybe he kind of follows it. I think he said things and he was political too. And he just used comedy to speak his mind and kind of speak mm -hmm. his truth. Yeah. Which is a little was, bit where was... Carlin was going towards the angry, bitter old man that he would yeah. just say some stuff that would really rip into pretense and Hicks would really rip into, Oh, these, you know, godless fucker. I mean, <laughs> some of his routines yeah. are like, if you're in the audience, you're squirming. <laughs> yeah. He, he definitely would make you uncomfortable. And I, and I saw Carlin, the only time I ever saw Carlin live, he was well into the angry old man stage of his career. And it was not all that much fun. Um, it was. I saw him in Vegas and I saw him here in town. And here in town, it was, yeah, it's kind of towards the end, a couple of years before he died. And he really did have some good, good material, you know, and there was some good stuff in there that was kind of sweet and gentle which was weird, you know, because he's just raving about how he's, you know, stupid, <laughs> you pretentious twat, um, you know, with their water bottles. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, we saw him. We saw him the first time we went to Vegas would have been like 98, 97, somewhere there. And like, I'll never forget it. We were like, we saw him at Bally. So they had those tables Ooh. that were the length of the room and butt up to the stage. And oh, yeah. uh, we were like right off, right up against the stage on like stage right. And some dude thought it was a good idea to heckle Carlin. And I've yeah, never it's like felt heckling more... uh, Richard Belzer. <laughs> Carlin got down on all fours and got in the guy's face. Like he was on all fours on the stage at Bally's, just eviscerating this guy <laughs> all the way out the door. He didn't stop. The guy left, but Carlin stayed on him the entire time. And it was, talk about uncomfortable. I mean, it wasn't wasn't just heck. Like, he was just berating this dude. He was just, <laughs> it was awful. It was so awful. Uh, yeah, I, my, so, I was going to say, so I've always said that, like, I think our particular age range has an interesting view of what's funny because of who were the comics of the day as we started becoming aware of things like that you know i always say it's robin williams steve martin andy kaufman and john belushi kind of are like the four lights for me okay. you know that just kind of like oh something's happening here and we were in like you know we were like Somewhere between nine and twelve, when all that was going on, it's very formative that, that we were seeing this stuff. You know, uh -huh. it informs a lot of our, what we what we find funny that other people don't necessarily. I think. Uh, I would yes, because uh, yes, yeah, yes. Um, I mean, we. I can't explain Andy Kaufman to my children. I just can't. I'm like, you'd have to watch it. You won't you think it's funny. It. You won't think it's but funny. It's, no, it, it's fucking you know, brilliant. It's not necessarily comedy, but it's fucking brilliant. Well, and that's the thing that see now it may be in that sense you you could say that those guys following in Steve Martin who are doing acts that are not acts. I don't know what you'd call them, or maybe that's a stretch. <laughs> Let's go with it's a stretch. 
because like like yeah andy kaufman coming out and singing to pop goes the weasel <laughs> you know what the hell is that and then he ends and the with mighty mouse theme is the one i remember yeah yes uh that one and then doing uh, the elvis uh, impersonation the, Elf was... the elvis presley yes when he transforms from latka into elvis before latka had a name mm -hmm. i mean when he was just foreign man you see that once and you're like okay i don't know what i just saw but i know i want to see it again well there you right? have i think yeah. Oh, yeah. Comedy is just sort of, and maybe comedy is not the vehicle you're seeing performance art, you know? Yeah. Well, Under the guise of comedy. <laughs> the <Yeah>. intergender. <laughs> Done. I'm taking the whole audience <laughs> out for like milk and cookies. I mean, it's not a comedy mm -hmm. show. That's just, but you know, I have, I found a, a DVD somewhere of the whole Memphis thing, like okay. interviews, like, promos he cut that they aired the matches it's amazing to watch like with any sort of like appreciation for wrestling like <laughs> i'm andy kaufman i'm from hollywood i'm not from Memphis, tennessee <laughs> this is a bar of soap i know you people don't know what this is but i mean <laughs> something as Just. simple as holding up a bar of live soap <laughs> and dragging the whole town i mean I don't know. I've always held a special place in my heart for Andy. Just because I, I think a lot of what he did sticks with me to this day. Well, yeah. And so there's that. And you're right. The, the, uh, I remember the old Saturday Night Live skit about like uh, funny haha -ha or funny strange. You know, and, and, and babe watching Portlandia one day. It's like, why do you like it? She goes, well, it's not like funny, funny. She goes, it's just like funny, strange. <laughs> it's like, oh my god, <laughs> it's, it's holds true, man. It's, uh, it's, it's a true. Child gets it, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my uh, boys, because they're twenty-year-old manlets now, they think the impractical jokers are the funniest thing we've ever seen. I'll watch it with them sometimes. I've seen an episode. I know how it's going to go. It's only a matter of who's going to humiliate who more at this point. I, you know, and I have no problem with that because that's 20 year old humor. I get it. I know it's what, <laughs> it's what we always do when you're 20. You think that shit's hysterical. Yeah. But I mean, you know, Dave Letterman did it. Others have done it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. You know what? I didn't appreciate as a kid, and I appreciate as I got older. Was Car was Carson the way he held the show together? Yes, yes. He was I always happy that. to be the straight man, um, and, and, it, and let everybody else shine. Yeah, and when you're like ten or eleven, or at least when I was ten or eleven, and I was up that late, I was like, "This isn't funny." He's not funny, but he's the funniest guy in the room because he's letting everybody else run, and he's just playing off of them. So he's really and truly. The funniest guy in the room. He knows when to pick his spots. He's not Buddy Hackett vamping yeah, yeah. for 20 minutes. <laughs> we, that was We talked about Robin Williams. He goes, oh, he was a genius. Yes. I go, did you ever see him and like Jonathan Winters together? Because Robin oh. idolized Jonathan. And every now and you'd see them on, the, on like the Tonight Show. And one of them would go like, oh, where'd you go, son? I'm right here, Dad. Just sign the will. Right here. Just sign the will. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Jonathan Winters would come out. Those were magic hat. moments. That's you. Yeah, it's like yeah, you come out in a cowboy hat. It's like, so what's uh, going on with you? He goes, well, you know, just uh, working the yard, working the land. Had to uh, repair a bunch of stuff on the back forty. Uh, the cows are getting out, you know. And that, that. Oh yeah, you know, I flew up here. Did you fly with your wife? Oh no, no, no. She sat about uh, five rows back, you know. <laughs> <laughs> But he was like in that character that just kind of went with it, um, which is always yeah. magical. He see. was fast. It was amazingly fast. Um, and, you know, we talk about individual voices, right? So uh, I'm painting house with uh, my cousin's second husband. Uh, and he's uh, he's quasi-religious. Uh, you know, he's found God, but yeah. he's still a D-bag, right? Um, so <laughs> oh, supposed to make a better person, you know. <laughs> uh, as we've learned in the last few years, sometimes it only amplifies the douchebaggery. Exactly. Uh, anyway, this was the case, but we're we're painting uh, a house for my aunt because uh, she works in real estate. So we're painting painting this condo, and he goes, "Oh man," he goes, "I got it. You got to hear this comedian. He he's a great Christian comedian. He works clean. He is funny. He is all kinds of funny." I was like, all right, throw him on, right? So he starts playing the routine. He gets about halfway through it, and I'm half listening, and I start finishing the jokes out loud. You know, <laughs> like, and the guy goes, my my my, my the, the the cousin-in-law, whatever the fuck he is, he's like, he goes, he goes, he goes, how did how did you know that? I go, what? He goes, how do you know the ends of his routines? And I'm like, oh, because they're old Bill Cosby routines, verbatim. <laughs> Really? <laughs> really? <Wow>. That's ballsy. <laughs> I mean, my parents had like an old, old Bill Cosby comedy album. And so it was like really old stuff, you know, like about childbirth. He goes, and then my wife stood up and grabbed my lip and my pulled lip it over pulled the it top over. of my head. <laughs> and I'm like, going, uh -huh. I can't believe he's doing that bit. <laughs> you know? Wow. And I go, here, in fact, let me just do the next three jokes in his routine. <laughs> and he goes, what, what is this? I go, it's a Bill Cosby routine. And no, that's not possible. I go, no, it is entirely possible. And if you were to ever go find a Bill Cosby comedy album, because this is before the internet, you would know this guy is banking on you people not knowing who a black comedian is because you're in a lily white born again church. <laughs> wow. That's oh, yeah. shocking. Wow. Oh, yeah. I don't know why I'm suddenly Owen Wilson. Wow. Um, wow. Wow. <laughs> you gotta bend your nose. Wow. <laughs> it does give a little more resonance, doesn't it? <laughs> I did not see that coming. <laughs> I can't believe he did that. Wow. <laughs> The only way an Owen Wilson impersonation works is if you bend your nose over to the side <laughs> to create the nasal tones. And then it's just modulating your voice and kind of <laughs> slowing down and kind of talking about stuff, you know? <laughs> the magic of the Owen Wilson. I don't even know what that means. Um, so, okay, so... Where does Sam fall in all this? I'm curious what you think because I, I like I struggle with that. <laughs> like I sent the boys some Sam Kinison, 
just to see how it would re- how they would respond. I don't think I ever got a re- reaction back, which annoys me. But um, but is it was it a time and place? I think he was a time that, and place. Like, Although he captured think, just a moment in time. Uh, a little bit. Um, I think because maybe nobody did misogyny as loudly and as aggressively as he did. Oh, 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 I hope you slide on her again. She fucking tastes her own blood. Maybe if I got good at sex, I wouldn't have to give away everything out every five fucking years. Five years. Oh, 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 oh. More capital T, T, um, T, more capital T. A pitiful. <laughs> Uh, maybe he was just a product of of his time. I maybe that's I why his, his time cocaine. <laughs> well, definitely cocaine. Uh, you know, I ask think anyone that, uh, who was around him will not tell you <laughs> he did all the cocaine that Robin Williams left behind. Um, yeah, I think that's even one of the jokes from one of their routines. <laughs> um. But I think that I think actually I think Sam would have mellowed. I, I don't think because like I, Dice Clay, you can't still be doing the nursery rhymes after thirty years or whatever, you know. And if yeah. you ever see him, man, I he I think he's evolved. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just don't think that he's going to be given a chance to. I, I think Sam would have evolved, um, and we'd probably be all looking back and yeah, going, man, Sam was so much funnier when he was mad at everybody. <laughs> you know, you're right. That's exactly. He he might have morphed into Carlin. Maybe so. Maybe he so. might have because he or had maybe some he done a reasonable social insight. Um, or he would have mellowed into uh, Bill. You're gonna Hicks. say, or maybe he would have mellowed into like Bill Hicks. Yeah. I was gonna say either that or started doing Woody Allen movies like the, the Dice Man. <laughs> like dice, yeah. Speaking of dice, I think I said this before, but he's coming to Joe Rogan's comedy club here, and I kept oh, thinking boy. to myself and to and to my family, what's the most transgressive act you could really uh, undertake in 2023? Perhaps to see dice at Joe Rogan's comedy club. I don't know. Uh, and I kept thinking <laughs> about it. I'm like, I never saw dice live. And then today, I actually looked to see how much the tickets were. And I don't want to see dice a hundred dollars worth. I don't think anybody would want to see Dice 100. I think of better ways to spend 100 bucks. Well, he's got two shows and one is sold out. So, there's still some still some uh still some Dice Dice men out there. You know, it's and funny. Have you ever heard the morning show on Sirius XM's Faction uh 103? It's uh Jim Norton and this other guy. And the other morning they had uh, Bill Hicks on. And Hicks was talking about how his biggest show was he did, uh, he played Fenway. Okay. Like by himself. He was the headliner for Fenway, which was a big deal because he's from Boston, right? He said, and when he heard I was doing the stadium, Dice reached out to see if there was anything he could do to help me get ready for the show. Okay. You know, because Dice knows how to do stadiums, right? He goes, got to do lots of squats, Bill, lots of squats. And I'm thinking, why the fuck am I going to be doing squats? I'm just standing there telling jokes. <laughs> and then a little while later, I, I was. Have you ever picked up one of Dice's vests? They weigh like twenty pounds. Of course, Dice is doing squats. <laughs> He's got to walk around with armor on. 
<laughs> good point. Yeah, those those things. Mm. I, you know, and I saw Dice on a Rodney Dangerfield like up and comers special, and he came out, and this was before the Dice Man was a part of the act, and he would come out, and he would do mm -hmm. jokes. He like he, he's the one who did the football player who'd like been hit in the head too many times. And it was, I think it was him. And he was like, and that's my, my helmet and my shoulder, my pads. And he would do a couple of impressions. He did like this really amazing De Niro type of thing. But Diceman was a part of the act that he just came out and sort of did this character. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, it just always fascinated me that he, he became, well, it's like Larry the Cable Guy. You know, yeah. I've heard early routines where he's just like, eh, what is this, Russia? You know, and it's like, and uh, get her done. Yeah, they, came along and he made all of his money. Um, yeah, and then as I was gonna say, Dice perfected the character, and uh, he he's in Pretty in Pink. I don't know if you remember that. He's the doorman <laughs> at the nightclub, and he's Dice Man. He's the Dice Man. And then he was in a movie called Casual Sex with Leah Thompson and uh, pre crazy Victoria Jackson, and. <laughs> and uh, And he's doing he's doing what is essentially dice, but he's mm -hmm. called Vin. He's the Vin Man. I mean, it's dice, a hundred percent. And, and that's he, it. Shortly thereafter was when he blew up as a stand-up comic doing Dice Man. You can just see he's refining that character through these other things. You know, I'm the best from the east. I'm a wild, crazy beast. I'm the Vin Man. Oh, yes, it's like, exactly. Really, dude? That, that's that was part of the thing, and I, I do remember him doing that so it's like then later when you see him as completely the dice man you're just like whoa what the hell happened to you and and i don't really i somehow i missed he got a hold like, of a dennis leary tape and just boom <laughs> i i missed the ascent like there was a gap where i didn't realize he had become stadium guy and all of a sudden he was everywhere and i'm like wait that guy really okay <laughs> It's, it's like uh, it's like Dennis Miller said one night on update. Really, the biggest problem in America today is is Andrew Dice Clay. This dude's like Fonzie with Tourette's. He's doing nursery <laughs> rhymes with curse words in them. Really, this is the biggest thing we have to worry about. Oh my uh, God, Dennis is a guy that, that you know. That's because oh, so many. Get me well, wait on Dennis. That whole cast, not maybe not that whole cast, but at least Dennis Lovitz. Victoria Jackson, Schneider. although I think Schneider, Schneider yeah, and uh, yeah, they went. I'm curious as to how. I mean, like a like a Schneider and some of the celebrities who go so far right, because you don't really see a few. I mean, you see some of them who go like so far left, but then they just are sort of like you know Ed Begley Jr. He's still a, a you know he's like he's a friendly guy. You wouldn't necessarily want to be trapped in an elevator with him talking climate change, right? But you you, you figure you could hang out with him for a while. Um, I think that any time spent with with Rob Schneider in a political conversation, and you'd be like. They don't have permitless concealed carry in this state, do they? Because that would help so fucking much. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> I'm not talking about shooting you. I'm talking about taking me down. <laughs> taking my own life. Thanks, Rob. I mean, contemplate suicide. Um, oh, this Stevenator. That's it. We're done. 
<laughs> Steven Reno, blacka blacka. Um, Stand close to me, and I'll get us both. You know? <laughs> no one else needs to suffer. I uh, yeah. Dennis Dennis Miller used to be one of my favorite comics. I loved the references and the things because it's what I do. I've always done it, and I, I don't know this for a fact, but my theory is he must have known someone that died in nine eleven. I don't yes. know that for a fact, but that's like about the time he became so radicalized is not the right term because that's not what it is. But the switch flipped and he went the other way because he was super liberal. Well, uh, yeah, and that that's a thing. And it's like I, I you know, I've watched some of these guys like Scott Bale, which I mean, is it because your career hits point? that you can't accept that, you know, Joni nor the rest of America loves Chachi, you know? <laughs> well, you know, he's hung out with a Willie Ames too much. I think <laughs> Bible man. <laughs> Thank you. And see, there's my reference for the day. Um, uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> what do you do after you do all the cocaine? Turn to the Bible. <laughs> it's, it's tried and true, man. It's been working since the dawn of Hollywood. Do the drugs, all the sex, and then you go to God. Because mm-hmm. let's be honest, Kirk Cameron was was shagging before he found God, quote unquote. Right? He was banging oh, all yeah, those, yeah. all those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, it oh. wasn't nearly enough. The house was full, man. <laughs> <laughs> this boy beats world. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it's a yeah. different world than where you come from, baby. World. <laughs> <laughs> that was an interesting show. It just went from the Lisa Bonet vehicle to the Kadim. This is a Kadim, right? The kid to everybody else on the show. And then it became, you know, the Sinbad thing, which right, I saw Sinbad live. Hold on, yeah. I'm rebooting again. Okay. Go ahead. What'd you say? I saw Sinbad live and he was, he worked clean and he was funny. I mean, he was uh-huh. genuinely like knock you out of your seat funny. And he saw it. I saw him with a, let's <laughs> see, there's three white people in the entire audience. And that would have been me and my two friends. <laughs> but we sat there, but I mean, it was a great show. Just a great show. <laughs> And I know, like, there's guys I would love to see. I would like to have seen I, the Kings of Comedy. Early in our dating life, I can. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, would sure. that not have been I, Bernie Mac? Early in our dating life, I somehow convinced Lardy. Oh, Cedric. Uh, Cedric the Entertainer. Who else, who else was it? Uh, Steve uh, Harvey. Cedric. Is it Robin Harris? Steve Harvey. Uh, I don't know. Bernie Mac. There was a four. Was it Robin Harris? I can't remember. Um, very early in our dating life, I convinced Laura to go see Jeff Altman with me. <laughs> <laughs> our seats were trapped up my nose. <laughs> <laughs> so our seats were on the table that butted up against the stage. Like we were, we, we were in the firing range. 
except the girl that sitting next to me got up and walked out in the middle of the show to go to the oh, restroom. Man. So she took the flack. <laughs> when it was the, hey, can you see the dog in my nose? The, the whole thing, <laughs> right? Like he would step down onto the table, lean in. Um, yeah. And then after the show, I had I had his tape, and I asked him to sign. He's like, oh, so you're the one who bought this. Okay. Dale Hewley, by the way. <laughs> Hewley was the other. Yeah. That's that's right. That's that is solid. That's a solid starting floor oh, right there, God. man. All those dudes are funny. Uh, Steve, I've heard Steve Harvey did some routine like about going to his lowbrow, low class niece's the wedding. wedding. The wedding. Oh, that's like God, stop that's the car, pull over. <laughs> and I swear to God, she had all these cages, and it was it was, it was pigeons, pigeons? And, <laughs> chickens, and the chickens. It wasn't bug doves. It was rats. They, <laughs> and it going along with a stick, pushing them out the cages. And like the 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 the, the groom had, had the, the ankle monitor. <laughs> It was shocking him because he was too far. And the wife was like, we shouldn't be doing this in church. Oh, oh no. you, you wanted to come. You're staying now. That is one of the funniest <laughs> things I've ever heard. That routine is so funny. Oh, that was funny. Oh, man. Bernie Mac does like a beatbox version of the uh, the uh, national anthem. Have you ever heard that one? No. That's actually pretty cool. You're kind of like going, I, I would listen to this at a baseball game. Boom. <laughs> America, oh America! <laughs> I, uh, I, I, uh, I got uh, in with some of the folks that I used to work with because I knew who Robin Harris was, mm. and could say, "Oh, that's baby kids." <laughs> <laughs> funny is funny, man. I don't care. Oh no! Oh God! George Lopez will make me cry. On occasion, he's so I used to find him so funny, still do, but like some of his stuff where he's like pigeon Englishing the whole thing. Now, here's one for you. Let's see if you remember this guy because he died probably. Do you remember Dennis Wolfberg? No, I don't. He I was do kind not. of a kind of a mousy guy, he was like kind of coming into his own in the early 90s. <laughs> Red hair, beard, he's these giant eyes. Oh, I do remember him. And like his delivery was always (laughs) (laughs) the people in the room next to me were having sex like a pair of lust crazed weasels. And as as, when we started, when you said that the other day, I thought of him for some reason as somebody who you know probably went too soon because he was right on the cusp of Mitch Hedberg. I mean, you know, listen to some of his routine, and they're just. It, it's kind of funky because I've I've got several of the albums, and you, there's some where you can tell he's like clean, and then you can tell there's some where he's like all jacked up. <laughs> the, the jokes are kind of not as funny. Fuck it, man. <laughs> saved, saved by the buoyancy of citrus, man. <laughs> we have a place that 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 is only open for like uh, dinner and lunch. And I keep wanting to call it the chair lunch dinner. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> like McDonald's. And they say, you know, uh, not all restaurants, what is it? Participation may vary. I'd like to have McDonald's and not participate in shit. <laughs> you want a Big Mac? We got soup. <laughs> 
and SpaghettiOs. <laughs> yeah, he was funny as hell. But you're right. He was, He's in the Stephen Wright tree for sure. Oh, very much so. Yeah. Uh, Stephen Wright, man. The first time I heard him, I was like, what, what is happening? Because this is insane and brilliant, and I love it. Um, because somebody asked me, they, they go, who is Stephen Wright? And I go, so I went in for a job interview the other day, and they asked if I had any questions. I said, yes. If you're driving in a car at the speed of light, you turn on your headlights, does anything happen? The guy says, I don't know. I said, I don't want your job. <laughs> a large seashell collection. You keep it scattered on the beaches around the world. <laughs> I accidentally put my house, my car key in my car at my house and it started up. So I took it for a drive, parked it on the freeway, <laughs> yelled at everybody to get out of my driveway. <laughs> you can't have everything. Where would you put it? You put it? <laughs> That's fucking brilliant. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> when I was your age, I was nine. <laughs> <laughs> Here, I'm a, I'll I was just—I was a lot. I was, I was your age. I was younger than you. Yeah. Uh, you know who? Like, surprised this hasn't come up in this conversation. The first comic that I sort of like really appreciated as a comic was Eddie Murphy. Mm -hmm. Like those two specials he did when we were teenagers <laughs> are still funny as hell. Um, <laughs> Your wife is a Bigfoot, isn't she, Gus? <laughs> Goony Google, motherfucker. Goony Google. <laughs> my dad caught my caught Dave listening to one of my Eddie Murphy cassettes, and I thought he was going to kill me. <laughs> I believe you brought this filth into my house. Funny though, Dad. It's just filthy, and he took him away, and I went and stole him back. But um, <laughs> I. I can remember going on like church hiking trips with my Walkman with the Eddie Murphy on, and we were passing the, those two tapes back and forth. Just <laughs> well, we used to we had memorized both the the Dice Man and the uh, Sam Kennison in college. Oh yeah, and that's where that's that's where when I say he was known was so loudly and aggressively misogynistic as Sam, yeah, because we had a friend of ours. She came to the room while we were listening to Sam, and she she made it about halfway through. She's like, I can't listen to this anymore. <laughs> she kind of left. See, I had a similar thing happen with Dice when I was, <laughs> when I was just starting to date Scary Sherry. I was over at Matt's apartment, and we were watching Dice's special. With somebody mm -hmm. Matt had recorded it at the TV store he worked at. So we were watching, and she came over, and we were in tears. <laughs> and she was very uncomfortable the entire time. It's like, it just plays different, I guess. I mean, and it's, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, <laughs> little point blue. He needed the money. The money. Oh, <laughs> and it's kind of funny because, like, you don't, you know, we. I don't because I've seen like like Don Rickles doing crowd work mm -hmm. and he goes, look at you, you big German Nazi man. Blah, blah, blah. And the guy stands up. And he's like a foot and a half taller than Don Rickles. He goes, OK, you want to spit on a Jew? <laughs> <laughs> Rickles was fearless, man. He didn't give a shit. I mean, just... I think what's funny is that he and Bob Newhart were like lifelong friends. <laughs> Couldn't be more different. 
oh my god and like bob newhart if you i we had a count we found a in college we found one of his albums Maybe i have the but i have the button down the button mind, down mind of, yes yeah you know the one so side the guys, phone calls <laughs> yes. and somebody was talking about how before he went and started doing that he would do those one-sided phone calls he's like i'd be sending my it was some interview he goes yeah i guess we sit on my desk and be working i get this phone call and it's bob and bob would be like oh yeah you know uh the things are happening here at the factory and the, you know and he, he goes he just like do some ramble story then he'd hang up and then he'd call me back <laughs> with more of the story i'm up on the second floor now and the popcorn is everywhere i gotta go <laughs> popcorn is everywhere <laughs> oh god yeah no i've that came out on CD and I, cause I'd never been able to find a copy of it. And I bought it like immediately. I think it was like, you know, through Columbia house. They had it like, done. Send it to me. <laughs> my, I think both my grandmothers worked for Columbia house at one time. Cause they used to be in Terre Haute. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. So they had a lot of pennies floating around. Uh huh. Apparently they were the extortionists. Oh, you went out of the club? Well, <laughs> just buy another 12 albums. At double retail. <laughs> double retail. <laughs> so I've got you down for Lawrence Welk and ACDC. Got it. <laughs> I just loved how they made some determination on what they should send you every month based on, I don't know what they what clearly the criteria is. <laughs> what the criteria was, yeah. Because one month it'd be like, we're going to send you Eliminator by ZZ Top. The next month it'd be Cool in the Gang. What? <laughs> None of my 12 for a penny were anything near cool in the gang. Where did that come from? Perry Como Christmas. What the hell? I have a copy of John Lennon's greatest hits that I didn't send back in time. <laughs> imagine, imagine there's no return policy. <laughs> Not that easy. Don't try. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. Oh, um, Red Fox is one I've heard, and he was just filthy. I oh, mean, God, yes. Uh, I, but the, the Buddy Hackett, HBO ran a Buddy Hackett special. And his, I mean, he's filthy, too. Yeah. Again. But he goes, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. You look you look upset, ma'am. Is the language, do, do you find my language offensive? Then you, you hear a shaker. He goes, okay, well, I'm sorry. I, I Here, I'll tell you a joke, okay? Here you go. It's a good joke. It's a clean joke. These two lesbians are fucking an alligator on a cross-town <laughs> bus. <laughs> I may have told you this story. Before. You'll, you'll, there was a time when I was in my early teens. My dad was trying to relate to me more. Okay. And so he would let me pick something to go do. And I picked, I wanted to go see Richard Pryor's Live on the Sunset Strip. Mm. Now, I didn't really know that much about Richard Pryor. All I really knew at that point was he was supposed to be really, really funny. Okay. But my dad takes me. About 10 minutes in, 10 minutes in, dad is dozed off. Because I think he's just trying not to kill me, right? <laughs> I laughed. And I laughed. And this was the one right after he'd caught himself on fire. So ah, the heard the jokes. Yeah, it was that one. And we got in the car, and Dad goes, don't ever ask me to spend my money on anything like that again. Fair. <laughs> I was embarrassed. I didn't know. You know, it's not something I wanted to see with my dad. But, uh, yeah, so that was fun. 
Oh shit! So that's a lot. Okay, I have. Or are we done with comedy chat? I think we're done with comedy chat because right. we've been doing it for an hour. Uh, <laughs> um, these are the jokes, folks. Um, have you read Philadelphia? It's the gra- the the comic series. No, I have not. So I found this because every year when the Eisner Awards come out, I'll scan the list and see if there's anything. Because I'll put a section on Hoopla, which is where I get to download the digital comics from the library, so you can mm-hmm. see what they look. And I saw this one because it's nominated for one this year, and uh, <laughs> I think you would really like it. Um, I'm on volume three. I started it Sunday. Um, okay. <laughs> so uh, just basic premise: um, vampires take over Philadelphia, led by <laughs> and the the coven the 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 head vampire is John Adams. <laughs> Former President John Adams, who's been putting okay. together his vampire army since he died of yellow fever, which was actually vampirism. <laughs> it's like, what is happening? I'll, I told Laura, they're like, I'm like, every once in a while I think I'm creative, then somebody writes something like this, and I'm like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> Why didn't I think of something like that? <laughs> <laughs> the, the notes in the back of the first volume said, <clears throat> uh, I've been trying to, I love, you know, guy says, I love vampire stories. I've been trying to w- work on one. Couldn't find the right hook for it. Then after I saw Hamilton for the sixth time, I went, John Adams. <laughs> so I'm the only person who ever saw Hamilton and thought vampires. And, <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's a fun read. Um, yeah. Like I said, I've already scored, blazed through two volumes in two days, so. Um, okay, that's my recommendation for the for the episode. Philadelphia, Philadelphia. So, I know you've got something on your desk you want to share. Yes. So we were talking last week, last time we were talking about Kirby based action figures, right? And how they should be jointed at the hips to do the wild thing and the splayed out. And while we were talking about it, I looked them up, <clears throat> and. What I found out is that, yes, DC Direct at one time did a New Gods line of figures. I think there's like eight of them all together. And I managed to find a deal on... The greatest of the New Gods. The greatest of the New Gods. Scott Free, Mr. Mr. Miracle. Miracle. That costume will never not be obnoxious. Um, No, and it pops. It does. There's nothing wrong with that. The action figure, as you can see, is detailed with the Kirby musculature. Uh-huh. You know, it is seriously uh, I really wish you putting his Scott Free in my face. Um. Yeah. So, wait a minute. So, I mean, this thing, it, it's, it's... Wait, are they, is it jointed at the ankle? Not oh, at nice. the ankle, but at the, the mid-calf, okay. the knee, the hip. Okay. Um, arms... Uh, mid arm, elbow, shoulders, neck. Um, the I would say that like the one drawback of this is that I think that the paint job is really kind of soft, and so you see that little mark there on his. Uh-huh. I yep, I do see it. Yep. And now this cape is beautifully sculpted. Wow, that is that's that's an all time great cape right there. It's a great cape. There is one problem with it, and that is. It is not cast in green. It is painted green. What color is it? So it's, you see, 
Is it so white? right there? Yeah. yeah, it's white, but like right there where like the cape it's, might experience it's rubbing. Some it's it's rubbing or the paint is actually cracked at that 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 point. But he's got Kirby hands. He does. He's got the square fingers. He's got the square fingers. Yes. This he's got the rectangle fingers. That's amazing. He's got the rectangle fingers. He's got you know. Okay. Uh, it is a seriously cool. The thing is like seven inches tall. See, I it's think it's heavy and it's solid. I mean, it's not like I've seen you know, those on a peg before, but I've never really paid any attention to them because I wasn't thinking, oh, Kirby action figure before we had that conversation. Oh, exactly. And and that's the thing. And so, you know, we talked about it. I found this guy loose. Um, oops. A little bit of an avalanche back there as I just knocked over a bunch of shit. Anyway, uh, yeah, it's, it's a it's a heavy duty. It's pretty well balanced. There is a stand that comes with the one that's still packaged. Oh. Um, yeah, just knocked over a bunch of little mini Spider-Man. And, uh, is that Jimmy? Jimi Hendrix, the nice. black light action. Funko keeps trying to make this figure platform a thing. Right. Yeah, you've complained about the black light before. Well, the black light, but this figure is what they call Funko Gold. What does that mean? Eh, I I don't know. It's vaguely it's it's. I argued at first against it being racist, but since most every figure that they've released in this line has been a hip hop or basketball player, I might say wow. the Funko Gold line may in fact be geared toward an audience that uh, I don't think is collecting a lot of toys. Okay. Um, but anyway, that's the one and only gold figure that I will that I will possess. <laughs> well, I want to <laughs> share because of Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. I want to share mine because I've been waiting to share this for for a long time. About about a year year and a half ago, there was an announcement up by none other than Greg Gagne of AWA fame. Okay, uh, that he was working with a company called Power Town Wrestling to do a new series of action figures based on the old AWA figures. Now, I don't remember know if you remember those AWA Remco's or not. I had a Road Warrior set. They were all cast from the same body, right? Okay. They were kind of like kind of like He-Manny where they were like akimbo, muscly, oh, yeah. and then they put new heads on them. The figures that they came up with looked nothing like those. Um, I am proud to present. And then they had some quality issues. They had to like push the release back. I pre-ordered one okay. because there was one in in the group that I just felt like I had to have. So finally, about a, about two days after our last podcast, the one that I ordered arrived. All right, I'm proud to show you the Power Town Wrestling Bruiser, Bruiser Brody. Brody. Yes. Now this is the packaging. Look at that. Now, watch this. Very, very cool. Enjoy the whole thing. A little history. <laughs> yeah. Don't have to take it out of the box. Uh, shit, hold on. He's got... Shit, I can't line it up. Hold on. Try this again. So, he's got the chain. It's... Shit. I could never do the weather. Um, here's the chain. He's got the title <laughs> belt over here. Um, he's got the, the, the fuzzy vest down here in the corner. Okay. Oh, nice. Fuzzy boots. <clears throat> and there's an interchangeable hand 
that is the the chop hand. Right? Yeah. Right <laughs> there. So you can change it out. So he's got the hoose hoose hand. Um, but this is what I haven't taken him out of the box uh, because I'm waiting for this. I may take him out here in a minute. That's what it looks like out of the box. Nice. Um, they also did Luthez, Fern Ganya, of course, Magnum TA, Carrie Von Eric, and Stan the Lariat Hansen. So, um, what do you say we do uh, an unboxing oh. of the Power Town Bruiser Brody? I like it. All right, hold on. I came prepared. <laughs> There's tape on the bottom, too. Hold on. All right, let's see what we got here. Uh, that sound was the value going down. <laughs> I have the uh, little mini Bruiser Brody guy, right? And right. I have the WWE legend Bruiser Brody in my closet upstairs. But this is the best of them all. Holy shit, look at this. It's heavy. It's heavy. Come on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, hit Sam, I hit Sam and Randy Savage at the same time. Um, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> There's a two by four in here, too. You can't see it from the outside of the package. Oh. He's articulated shoulder, Bicep. elbow, wrist, oh. knee. Oh, foot just came off. Okay, Actually, send thought, it back. I thought that was only Car the Carrie Von Eric figure that did that. Um, they are cast from the same body, right? <laughs> so, chest moves, uh, knees are articulated, feet are articulated. Um, he's got the ponytail in the back. I don't know if you can see the forehead is all scarred up. <laughs> Let's see. I'm going to dress up my figure in his in his vest. Hold on. There you go. Hoose, hoose, hoose. <laughs> there. There you go. I like it. <laughs> Very cool. And the and there's the the chop hand. Nice, nice. And he does Some have a baggy to put those in. Yep. And then you know, title beltage. So yeah, um, I'm gonna go yeah on the Power Town figures. I like this guy <laughs> a lot. I like this guy a lot. Um, they're doing another series. I don't remember who all they're doing. But uh, if you're into this sort of thing, I'm putting the chop hand on while we talk. Um, this is definitely worth taking a look at. Now, how much do those run? Uh, you know, like I said, I bought it like a year and a half ago. I don't remember. I think it was about 40 bucks. Maybe It was a little high, but That's it was a... I mean, for... you know, they're all getting so much uh, more expensive. Yeah. <laughs> All the action figures are. Oops, 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 oops. There's, the, there's the hand. I like it. <laughs> so that's my big 
big find. Um, it was on my desk this time. What are you looking for at Comic Con? And we'll wrap this up on a uh, on our Comic Con wish list. <clears throat> I am looking for. Um, I, I will probably have a list of trades at some point. Um, to 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 try and pick up. Okay. Uh, I'm looking for some of the old Mattel Shogun mm -hmm. <clears throat> Warriors 2 in particular. I'm down to like two of the little three and a half inchers. Um, there might be a couple of Funko Pops that I'm looking for, but, you know, I, I've, I've pretty much gotten like everything I want. <laughs> 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 so it's like, oh, well, if I find the Boston Bruins uh, hockey mascot, I'll pick that one up because I've got all the other hockey mascots. Okay. Um, um, but then I think it's just going to be kind of just look around for cool shit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, um, uh... Oh, Funko is doing a question pop for the. Uh... So a couple of things. Preview night. I've been trying to find your preview night pass. I've mm -hmm. been getting zero luck. Okay. But I do have a pass to the Funko shop on preview night. Okay. Through the the Fanatics board. So um, I figured you'd probably want the question. Yes, please. <laughs> so it's like I'm looking at they've been releasing stuff. And so there's a lot of anime and stuff. And you're kind of like, eh, don't want, don't want, don't want. Uh, I'm down to like the question, pick that one up for you. Um, and then like there's like three others. So it's like they're going to have 50 releases. I'm going to get in early to buy four. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I would very much like to have the question. Thank you. Okay. Um, I, will, I will try and uh, uh, make sure I get that. So I was going to say I was looking for the Etrigan, right? But I yeah. stopped at the comic shop here by my office the other day. And uh -huh. a whole shelf of them. So I just really need to go ahead and buy one. Um, but I may wait okay. and see if I can find one there just for the fun of it. I did see the other day, I was looking around, there's a Baron Samedi that they did for American Horror Story. I kind of feel like if I could find one of those for my uh, for my voodoo shelf over here, it would be kind of fun. That would be cool. I'm trying to think of... Um... I'm looking it up. I'll show you a picture in a second. Um, so yeah, I, and then I'm like looking for some trades. Maybe I can find the commandy. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I don't know. I, I'm just going to have fun. <laughs> okay. There's actually two. Oh, there's, it's all one word. there's the James Bond one, which that's not the one I saw. Um. So, yeah, that's, again, if I can find that, it would be fun for my voodoo shelf. No, I have not seen him. I, I've seen the one they did for Bond. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Pop, oh, it's Papa Legba. Sorry, I got the wrong Loa. Papa <laughs> Leg, Legba. Gotcha. Here. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. I've seen that one. Kind of looks like Slash. He tells Cooper. <laughs> so, 
So that's next week. And uh, wow, that's next week. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, I, uh, I'm flying in uh, my flight that leaves at like six in the morning here. And it was a combination of price and availability. Mm -hmm. And so I was like getting my parking pass for the garage at the airport. I'm like, I gotta be there at like four thirty. What the fuck was I thinking? Because <laughs> <laughs> I change planes in Vegas, and I think I get in there nine o'clock local time. Okay. Yeah, I leave at like here at like two thirty. So I think I get there at two thirty, right? Because it's a direct, so it's it's oh, a nice, wash. Nice, nice. It's a wash. So. So yeah. So hopefully I, I will be in there super early, and we'll drop my bags off at the hotel if I don't just. Uh, Take a nap at the airport. <laughs> Take a nap at the airport. I mean, I'll get there. Yeah, because I figure, well, I'll get there to the to the hotel at around God ten thirty. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, and if there is no early check in available, then we'll figure it out. <laughs> and I'll get in, and we'll go go hit Lolita's, and then I'll find something to entertain myself while you go to preview night, and then we'll reconnect and mm -hmm. go from there. Yeah. My goal is if I get into Funko. Oh, Hey, um, excuse me, go to the portal. Um, because you've got passes, you get so many chances to get into exclusive booths and whatnot. Oh, I saw that. I haven't done it yet. I need to do that. So I think it's open until like almost the day before. Okay. Um, and I guess they've added a bunch more stuff than when I did it a few days ago. Okay, like I'll take a look at it tomorrow. Cool. So, you know, there's some opportunities to see some kind of fun stuff, maybe, yeah. and figure out the panels. And then Friday, fun days, that'll be fun. Um, and I leave at, like, um, late afternoon, early evening on Saturday. So I'm there most of the day Saturday. So Okay, cool, cool, cool. So... Uh, so, all right, cool. Yeah. All right, cool. All right, well, I think that's going to do it for uh, episode 62 of Slurp Place, the podcast. I think I'm going to call this one Comedy is Not Pretty. Um, <laughs> and uh, go from there. I like all right, it. bro. All right, man. I'll talk to you later. Okay. Uh, I guess I'm still Bruce. I'm still Steve. <laughs> and we'll Bye. see you after Comic-Con. Bye. <laughs>